Hello, all you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joining us, I always am, by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? I'm ready for the most brutal episode ever. All right, so I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. I know we're stretching it, people. Let us have this, okay? No, there's so much brutality and murder and the end of the world and gods fighting gods in this movie. I, I'm just trying to keep that rating from plummeting. Let us have this, people. We did Predator. We're doing the rest of this month. We did Predator. That's so not horror. This counts. Oh, we did Duel also. Okay. And Ghostbusters. Yes. But yeah, th this might be the furthest out of range for us. But no. I will say this. You said that. And my thing when I said, sure, wasn't because I really thought it fit into horror that much. I'm like, yeah, it's horror adjacent enough. And I just want to talk about it. And when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, you know what? This qualifies. Yes. But only people who've seen this are going to realize it qualifies. People complaining are going to be people who haven't seen it. They don't matter because they're not brutal enough to watch such a amazing film. They didn't wait over a decade for the finale, maybe. Dude, I remember a few months ago, recording time. Well, yeah, I guess we're close enough to release time. I don't have to really specify that. When they announced um, the Adult Swim shows were doing, like, this movie to cap off some of the ones that got canceled and ended and everything. Yeah. And there was what venture bros. There was aqua teen mm -hmm. and metalocalypse. Yeah. Nothing against those other two. This is the one where I was like, well, it's about time because this one had like an ongoing story and everything and never yeah. felt finished. So I was like, this is the one that really needs, it. I'm sure those two are great. I haven't watched them yet. I liked aqua teen a lot growing up. But this one was the one where I was like, okay, good. I well, I've seen Plantasm. It's good. But like you said, like Aqua Teen never had like an ongoing story really that needed like an ending. It this just feels like another Aqua Teen thing. The Venture Bros, I enjoyed. I would catch episodes here and there. I didn't see the movie yet. I'd have to probably rewatch the series at this point because it's been so long. Metalocalypse is the one that's had this overarching story of the tribunal. And then, like, for some reason, Death Clock is this, like, it's his death metal band. But the world's economy is based on them. If their album does well or not, and when they release the album, is, like, the complete chaos could happen and riots. And it happens almost every episode of the show. Which is hilarious because I, I'm a I'm a big death metal fan. I can't say I'm huge. I like death metal. I used to be much more into it than I am now. But death metal historically is not a genre you want to get in if you want to be rich. There's not a lot of money to be made in death metal. Even like the biggest death metal band in the world is probably Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Tickets for their shows are probably thirty bucks on average. Like. And that's getting pricey. So like, it's hilarious that this is the artist that like blew up. Honestly, like I guess the closest thing, and it's not even over like Taylor Swift. Okay, I get like her tour like helped the economy this past year. So it's hilarious that like Death Clock in Metalocalypse is the band that does this. How dare you, sir? What? Mention that's name. Oh, dude, I, one, I don't like or dislike Taylor Swift. I have nothing against her. She's not my thing. But, like, I'm just saying, like, she's probably the biggest as far as, like, making money artist goes out there right now. Only because Death Clock isn't real people. 
Deathlock is real. They're tonight. They're actually performing in Pittsburgh by us. I was about to say that me and Greg were like talking about going and then just schedule wise. It didn't work. I was like, but the next best thing we can do is talk about army of the doom star on the night that they're playing with baby metal that I've kind of gotten into recently. <laughs> There's something There's definitely something I, I've listened to gimme chocolate, like a quite a few times. I've not like divin like dove deep deeper than that, but it's catchy. When this movie came out, Greg went and got it at his Walmart, which is a very nice Walmart. You know why? Because Greg walks into his local Walmart that's not that far from him. He goes, today is the release date of this movie. I bet you they have it. And he walks up to the shelf and they do. And he's all happy and he purchases it. My Walmart is a piece of shit fuckhead. Because when Renfield came out, I had to go to several different stores to find it. Because, oh, we're going to put it out tomorrow. With Metalocalypse, Army of the Doomstar, I walk up to the counter because I see where it's supposed to be. Motherfuckers haven't put on the fucking counter yet. And they're like, oh yeah, it'll be probably be put up tomorrow. If it's not out there, we don't have it. So I drove 20 minutes each way to another Walmart to find this movie. Dude, I, I have no idea why he hates movies so much. But yes, I was able to just walk in and get it. From now on, I am just going to that other Walmart when I'm looking for movies. I'm not going to this one because the section was much better. But this had like this felt really cool to me. Uh, I grew up loving this show. Um, my first, not my first band, but like my first band that was like pretty regular. It was extremely commonplace to practice and then just watch Metalocalypse after to the point like remember the episode where they're learning about death and let's not call it death, let's call it hamburger time. <laughs> yes, um, we would tell <laughs> each other to go hamburger time all the time. And, like, I was Nathan Explosion for Halloween one year. So, like, Metalocalypse rings near and dear to my heart, all of this. So, I was extremely excited when they announced this. And I wasn't disappointed in the movie. Now, do I think it was a perfect movie, like, or even, like, a perfect Metalocalypse movie? Not exactly. There are some things, like, with Metalocalypse, maybe it's just the movie format that, like, didn't quite hit for me. Like... There wasn't as much humor, and I get they're trying, oh shit, we have one chance to wrap this up. Let's hit all the beats we wanted to, where we normally drag this into a season. But there, there wasn't as much jokes or anything. There wasn't as much music in it. Like, I expected more than two songs, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they kind of really hold off for that first song, even. Yeah, and like, I know you still get the theme at the beginning, which I got that feeling. But like, there, there were a couple things where I was like, oh, it's not quite metalocalypse for me but overall i had a really good time with it i remember loving this show so much in high school like i would or i remember listening to the death album one all the time on my ipod like constantly in school just over and over again it ended started again love fan song love birthday death day um love to have season one on dvd and then i would watch the other seasons as they came out never owned them now i need to own them um and this is an interesting thing that just recently happened to me where like, I'm actually starting to listen to death metal. Cause Greg recently went to be like, well, you love metalocalypse so much and death clock. I'm surprised you don't actually like death metal. And I was like, I just don't know where to start. And he just said the word cannibal corpse. And that's been like the last three weeks of my life is watching these documentaries on cannibal corpse, listening to them constantly. Liz is so tired of hearing the screaming <laughs> at like full volume at like 2 a.m. 
She's just trying to sleep. Here's Corpse Grinder in the next room. Uh, intern Corey was also very helpful because I was like, Corey yes. used to be a DJ that specialized in this kind of music back in the day. He'd be also a guy to ask for recommendations. And I saw that list. I tried to keep mine. Like I said, Cannibal Corpse number one. That's your, what you want to get into. I gave you a few other heavy hitters. I looked at the list Corey said. It was like a page long. And then he just sent me his playlist. And I'm like, I'm still on Cannibal Corpse. I'm okay there right now. Yeah, but that's nice to have. Alright, so Metalocalypse from Ooh. Army of the Doomstar from 2023 with an Edward trifecta, which is what we call anything written, directed, and produced by Brendan Small. Holy shit. Brendan Small for, like, has a major impact on my life because I remember being in elementary school watching home movies all the time on Adult Swim. Do you remember that show? Yeah. I loved home movies so, so much. And then, like, I remember loving Metalocalypse and then finally discovering out, like, oh, it's the same person? Holy shit, that's insane. For the most brutal episode we will ever have, the most metal action-packed, world-ending death metal episode, we have to make this right. And what do they say in the movie? A death metal singer's favorite food is... Cool Ranch Doritos and chocolate milk. So today, to, in preparation for the show, I went out and got Cool Ranch Doritos and chocolate milk to make my voice right. Oh, yes. Uh, just me eating Doritos. I'm going to cut all that. I hate eating that. <laughs> this was my big surprise I told Greg that I had. I was like, I have this big idea. News to buy chocolate milk and Doritos. I, I see this. There's so many layers to this fucking milk. Well, am, I, am I supposed to sit here and watch you eat a meal like mid recording? No. I'm doing a one Dorito and a drink of chocolate milk to get my. Okay, milk. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I don't even like milk. Let's record this fucker. It didn't help at all. <laughs> Let's record this. <laughs> all right, so we got a title card in space. The theme kicks on. It's awesome. Then Death Clock is giving a panel like they're at a con or a event or a Q&A session. But it's like, do you remember ACDC live at Donington? Those giant crowds or Metallica yeah. in Moscow. It's like that level of crowd for a Q&A panel. Well, it's that. There's, I love there's the giant bonfire in the middle of the crowd. It's like a million yes. people deep. It's like they're at the Vatican. Dude, one time I saw a Slayer, and people were lighting things on fire and circle pitting around it. That's so amazing. And that's what it is for this press conference. That Well, I guess yeah. there is a show afterwards there's supposed to be. But I love so much that it's like, oh, you guys are finally back after all these years. Yeah, we're fucking back, you dipshits. Fuck you. Like, it's like right back into Death Clock. And then it's like, whoa. We have a three-point plan to uh, save the economy. Number one, we're going on tour. And everyone's like, yeah. And everyone's like, number two, we're going to put out an album. It's like, that's what bands do. And then they're like, yeah. that's it. It's like, well, what's three? Oh, I meant two-point plan. Yeah, we got this. And if you remember the last thing that happened in Metalocalypse was where Toki got kidnapped and everything like that, and only Nathan remembers pretty much all of it. We got the best man on it. What the hell are we supposed to do? It was like the big mu musical episode. Yes. Um, as he's thinking about it, though, he's having flashbacks. He passes out from like PTSD 
while there's pyro, when the pyro goes off and everything, and then you get all these, like, montages of newspapers and headlines, like, the tour is canceled, and the general, gentlemen, we've now brought in our podcast expert, Brett from Dimension Z, that character from the show. I, and I love that they got General Crozier's, like, re- like the original voice actor back. A few of them they had to, like, Mark Hamill came in for this, um, King Diamond came in for this kind of thing, um... But they got, like, the original. Amy, Amy Lee from Evanescence, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yeah, they got a couple fun Malcolm people McDowell? in this one. Malcolm yeah. McDowell's in this movie? That's pretty awesome. The general leaves a note to his family that he's been caught up in something terrible. But it's intercepted, and the person he left the note to deliver it to him is killed. And He has, like... He has, like, six knives sticking out of his face. And, like, it. so many of these shots in this movie do look just like a Cannibal Corpse album cover. Now that yeah. I've, like, been listening to them and know of them, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And they have a plan to kill Charles Oftenson. And there's a funeral. Who's dead at this funeral? Why do I not recall who's dead? It's supposed, this funeral is supposed to be for, like, I don't even really know who it's for, but it sounds like it's just for, like, a big higher-up person, where it's like, oh, you know, the Grand Master, blah, 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 and Murder Face is just playing video games super loud and farting. I love Toki's whole thing of, like, I need to go to the bathrooms! I want Nathan's to take me to the bathrooms! Like, Nathan's not right here right now, buddy, it's just us, like... Pickles has become like the mom. He literally has like the bag over his shoulder. Yeah. Like you'll see like the <laughs> soccer mom's with. And they're all just making a scene and Nathan shows up high on Xanax, wine, and coffee. I'm on Xanax. Uh, that looks like I broke something really expensive. I also drank a bunch of red wine that I started getting tired, so I drank some coffee. I'm on Xanax! <laughs> like he's still in his hospital gown with his ass hanging out, too. He's just... Then he, like, falls over to, like, a bunch of, like... Because it's this, like, big gothic cathedral. He, like, knocks over a bunch of candles. And I love that um their manager's like, he's going through a lot. And his trials haven't even started yet. He's like, Abigail! Which I'm guessing is a King Diamond reference. Has to be. Oh, that makes sense with the name, yeah. Yeah, the baby doll. Yeah. Um, Charles is telling Pickles, Pickles the drummer diddly do, diddly 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 do, from the theme song, <laughs> about the Metawocalypse. And he tells him to be Nathan's friend. He just needs encouragement here, and you need to be his friend and encourage him. Oh, that's all I got to do? Hey, Nathan, buddy! <laughs> Get out of my way. I love you. He's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? I also love how um, when Pickles goes to, like, the big, like, hall, he's almost like, I'm so sorry about the the... Um, how my band's like acting and stuff. I'm trying to keep her under control. I think Toki's regressing. They love to. It's like they send Squisgar and Toki off to go to the bathroom and say, Squisgar, make sure you wash your hands too. Squisgar, I heard you. Often, <laughs> oh, the ma- band manager gives so much like backstory right here. He explains that the Metalocalypse is coming. They have to write the song of salvation to stop it. Um, there's the prophecy of an army of the Doomstar that will be there to fight by their sides if they fail in making the song, all this kind of stuff. 
And it's all like spelled out in stained glass, which like we see the army of the doom star and it looks like there's just their henchmen that have like the masks and like the like all black clothing on like their uniform that we've seen throughout the entire thing. Cause the whole movie they're like, we fucking hate our fans. They're so fucking ass. They're assholes. <laughs> Abigail shows up to the funeral and Nathan runs up to her and proposes to her on the spot, and of course he's rejected. Because she just came to break off whatever this is, because he saved her in the last thing, and she gave him a kiss, and he fell in love with her. It's like, yeah, you saved my life, but that doesn't mean we're going to get married. I love Nathan's like, with all that is dark and brutal in the whole world, please marry me. And then she's like, no, he's like, but... I'm I'm low. I'm down on the ground. I could get lower. He just starts like laying on the ground and like his ass is showing. He's like a child's pose, like just laying like perfectly stretched out. This no, is also in front of this is in front of the entire congregation. The the religion that follows him, he's a god. It's like, oh, there's our god. He's crying yeah. in front of that lady. Then he goes outside and all the fans are out there and everything. It's the first public appearance he's made walking outside since passing out on stage. And he breaks up with the fans, Brett. They're like, holy shit, it's Nathan Explosion. We love you. It's like, I fucking hate you. Leave me alone. It's like, how could this day get any worse? Yeah. It's fucking Dr. Roxo. I was just like, ah, cocaine. Dude, Dr. Roxo made of the seed makes no sense, but I'm so happy he's here. Because, like, let's be real, one of the most referenced things to Metalocalypse was always Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown who's addicted to cocaine and just sings about cocaine all the time. I'm like, how are they going to fit him into this big grand story they're trying to tell on this? I'm glad they were at least able to get him in real quick. He's singing Amazing Grace. It's so great because it's like, Amazing Grace. And then it goes into this whole thing about like how he goes up to heaven and like St. Peter's his like buddy. And he's also a clown, of course. And he lets him into heaven. And he meets God. God's just a giant clown head that there's a constant stream of cocaine just going into his nose. <laughs> um. Oh, real quick, too, because like you said, the entire band hates Dr. Roxo. So it's panning yes, all of them. And then it hits Toki and he has the biggest smile on his face because Toki loves Dr. Roxo's. I was going to say, except for Toki. Toki's always loved Dr. Roxo. Yeah. Uh, Toki was always my favorite, by the way. It, I was going to ask you this question. I think Murder Face might be my favorite. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the whole the whole band's great. Like, they wrote s such good characters through this show. But yeah, Tokyo is always my favorite. Tokyo's amazing. I love Stoings' his voices and Squiscar's voice. Murderface's voice is much harder to do, and I tried to fuck around with it, but I could never get it right, so that's all you get. It's all the same! Every religion is exactly the same! That's good! <laughs> I had a lot of time doing Murderface's voice. <laughs> The band leaves to record, and they're going to meet the song guru to guide them through their songwriting process. But before they leave, Murderface is asleep, and he has his vision in the bathroom, I think, and, like, scary shit, and his arm, like, gets evil deady and, like, all big and veiny and weird and everything, so he's possessed right here, pretty much. Yeah, and, like, these, like, weird boils start coming out of it and stuff, and then it disappears for, like, a second, and he's like, whew! Okay, that's good. And then, like, yeah, it's just, like, big evil face is, like, hovering over him kind of thing. Yep. 
they take the Deathlock jet to the Song Guru guy, and it's like where like Batman would go to train to be Batman, like, like the League of Shadows, <laughs> like this like, super secluded place on top of a mountain with like all rock and natural, you know, everything, and it's Nubbler. I and I love Murder Face. It's like fucking Nubbler, <laughs> like. I love Dick Nubbler so much. I'm glad that they brought him back from like season one kind of thing of like, he came out just to like spy on them. And he's like, the guitar rocks, the drums, they rock. And guess what? The vocals, they rock. And General Crozier's like, Nubbler. And his eyes explode. And ever since then, he has robot eyes. But now, yeah, he's the song guru. He's like, yeah, baby. He's like, Murderface, like you like partying and doing drugs more than we do. How are you in charge? It's just groovy, baby. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, he explains if the song is wrong, the metawocalypse will occur. So they have to get this one hundred percent right. Squizgar is asking all the questions, like, "Well, how long is song?" Because nobody knows. Do we at least know what the key song is in? Nobody knows. And he's just asking all these questions. He's like, what happens if we get it wrong? That's where he explains the metalocalypse will happen. Hellfire will rain from the sky. All that kind of stuff. I love he's like, that we do know. Yes. Um, Nathan has to, he has one job, like an exercise he wants him to do. He has to pick a person who he'd want to talk to. It's a writing exercise. And through the whole movie, he can never decide who he wants to talk to. Do you think you can do that for me, babe? Just come up with that idea? All right. And they're all sitting around with, like, sage burning, like, in a circle with Nubbler in the middle. And he's like, I want you to tell me your roles in the band. And, like, he's like, <laughs> front man, band leader. But he's also putting himself down. Like, oh, just kidding. No, I'm I'm, I'm the guy. And, like, Squisgar's like, guitar like, god. I am guitar gods. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, I'm back up for Zig Guitar Gods. Like, they're all I'm talking. The, I'm the big bubblegum smiles person. Yes, you are, Toki. You don't know what you are yet, though, do you, Murder Face? Huh? Don't know what your role in the band is? Yeah, Murder Face doesn't know his. And they're all just saying, well, he sucks at this. He sucks. He sucks. It's like said 20 times. Like, if we're having a really good recording session, he'll ruin it by saying it sucks. <laughs> Dude. Uh, how I said, like, my old band, like, would watch this. I feel so bad for our bassist back then. He's still one of my good friends. But we would, like, just do murder face jokes to him all the time. Like, <laughs> what do you throw throw a drowning bassist? His amp so he goes down quicker. Like, like that, we would always say. There's a line later in the movie that's so great when they're trying to bring murder faces, like, confidence up. And murder face, like, you can't even hear the bass. It's like, but you can feel it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that night, Murderface has a vision, and he has to destroy Nathan's confidence. Remember, all electronics were confiscated when they got here. It's supposed to be, like, an almost religious experience, writing this song of salvation and everything. But Murderface yeah. snuck his own laptop in, because he's Murderface. And Nathan knocks on his door, like, I know you got your laptop in there. Let me take a look. And Murderface leaves the room and goes and gets Nubbler to tattle on him. Because now he's demon murder face. Yes. Nathan's video calling his parents, and he's, like, just scrolling the internet. And, oh, murder face says, whatever you do, don't look yourself up and read all those things the internet's saying about you. 
because it's all like you're a fat has been he's washed up then it's all these like people like talking online of like he should just hang it up if he's like can't pull it anymore he should just like you know retire instead of dragging us along with him yes Next morning, Nubbler wrecks breakfast. They have this great breakfast buffet prepared and everything. And he wrecks it because he's all mad at Nathan and no work getting done yet and everything. It goes, fun time is over. <laughs> I love real quick when Nathan, like he like a video chats his parents and his mom goes, um, well, so-and-so was on a roller coaster and the bo- someone's boil in front of them exploded and got all over the people behind them. Maybe you can do something with that. It's like, oh, mom, that's not really helping at all. <laughs> Next day, um, they're all doing their exercises again. Nathan has to carry water up this giant mountain, make it to the top. But that night, Murderface starts sleepwalking possessed again, and Squisgar follows him, and they discover the army of the Doomstar training. And it's a legit army. It's like all the hood guys, and they're down there like training for war and everything. Like, I, I feel confident having these guys on my side if I was them. Well, they mentioned at one point there's like 60,000 of them. Yeah, they're all yes. like, it's them doing ninja moves. One of them's just shooting a gun. <laughs> I love real quick too because this murder face gets woken up by his own hand. It's like pulling at his face and like slapping him like evil ash hand from Evil Dead too. Um, and then like the big like god is there and is like, you know where the army of the Doomstar is. Show it to me. And he like breaks his brain open and it's like rooting around in his brain. And you see like I'm guessing like memories flow into him. So yeah. now they know where the location is. But the visual is just so great because Murderface is like screaming. His brain's just exposed. There's all this blood. Like I get what people were saying about it's the show was 10 minutes long and then went to 20 minutes long. And they pack a lot of brutality and, like, awesome imagery and, like, vicious kills in that time. You cannot do that for an hour and 25 minutes straight. You have to have a story for a movie. But they, they still get so much fucking brutality and, like, awesome kills in here and, like, awesome imagery. I don't know what people are talking about. I haven't actually seen any, like... I don't know how this was received. I haven't looked anything up. I just watched it myself... The only person I've talked to about it is you. So, like, oh, okay. I don't actually know how people have been with this. But, no, you could definitely do that. I'd watch two hours of that. Well, sure. But I like this story more than what that would just be. The next day, Nubler has a one-on-one session with Nathan and gives him drugs. And <laughs> Nathan's, like, teleported. Like, this needed some, like, Sonny and Cher playing or some old, like, 60s, like, hippie shit. And, like... Yeah. He's teleported to the ocean, which I was glad we got kind of a callback to that. And he's talking to this giant whale god thing. And it's really Nubbler talking to him about the fist or the hand. The fist to strike or the hand to help and all this kind of stuff as he writes this song. And I loved that it's just like that scene of like Nathan in front of the giant whale god. It's like that's been played like that. We've seen that since uh, season one when they first went to the water because Squisgar's pickups were like being weird or something or they wanted the most pure sound. Remember, they started recording on water and then they just yeah, drank instead it of the vinyl. End. Yeah, they found a way to record onto water, and that album was written for underwater animals, not for human beings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he has it now, he thinks. 
and they're about to play the song. They're going to broadcast it across the world and save the world here. And right before they go on... Oh, by the way, we get... Uh, what's his name? The mascot. Fleshbone, is it? Oh, face Facebone! Yeah. It's like the weirdest like cartoony mascot for like the most brutal death metal band ever. Dude, I was happy to see that pop back. Like, like I said, like Roxo, him, even like Nathan's parents, all these random characters that we've had throughout the show. I was happy to see a bunch of them pop up. Later on, we get Fatso's the fat kid, and we get the yes. uh, chef that's stitched together wrong. Yes. Also, um, I I do also love where it's like Nathan and Nubbler are sitting there at like the cliff's edge, and it's all like Lord to the Ring esque, like it's so like magnificent and stuff. And then Nathan goes, what's that? He's like, that's the deadline. Because there's just like a big like white light across the horizon. And it's called the deadline. <laughs> yes. But they're about to play the song. And Nathan's all into it. They think they have it right. And right before it's broadcast, like I said, Facebone's there and everything. Nathan's like, it's the wrong song. It dawns on them right before they go live. But too late. They start playing. And this is aortic desecration. Oh my fucking god. This is song I've played this song so many times since this movie has come out. My favorite song off the new album, Aortic Desecration. How could I be so wrong? It's just so fucking awesome. And I love it's like we're all gonna die eventually. <laughs> but Dude, it this is-, is the best song on the new record for sure. It's such a fucking awesome comeback for Death Clock and Metalocalypse. Like, this is the first single we get off the new album. They're back. They could do this forever. Yeah, exactly. But because it's the wrong song, Hellfire starts raining down upon the earth. And this is where my count of the dead goes wild. Do you know how much (laughs) rewind I had to use and pause? I didn't even think about that because oh, this is the this is a death metal album come to life. Of uh, their Squiscar is doing like the most amazing guitar solo in the entire world, as multiple tornadoes are just ripping across the entire world. There's hellfire raining down from the sky, like you said, like giant meteors hitting. There's this giant red star. Which I love earlier in the movie. They're all like, I hate that star. It burns as my eyes. I don't like it. It looks like a big cigarette. But, Dude, and like airplanes are crashing and propellers flying off into people. There's random people like, I don't know how, but like all stabbed the giant columns. Like it's just madness. Oh, because it goes to like, it literally, they just like, let's just draw cool things. Cause it's like skulls floating up in the air, like a ginormous iron maiden, which is people impaled on the spikes, like a giant skeleton reaching down to eat people. But also their location has been found. The choppers show up and start attacking. They target the army of the Doomstar, missile strike it. Kills the whole army right there. That I did not tally because we don't get a count on. We just see rubble. So we if I tallied s- that, it would be even bigger. We had 60,000. They all that, died. Y- you know the rules. I know. But uh, Nubbler does the ultimate sacrifice play. The band is like in where the studio area was. And he like puts this force field over them and stands out there just staring down these choppers rising to kill them. <laughs> they shoot the missile, kill Nubbler. But the band is able to escape with all this. Dude, holy shit. Like, all of a sudden, I'm being super emotional about this character named Dick Nubbler. 
in the show yes. called Metalocalypse of like he sacrificed himself. Nathan is like pounding on the glass trying to break through. Um, I would also shoot myself if I didn't mention the fact that a tanker truck flies into the Washington Monument. Then that like takes out an airplane that takes out um, like it impales several people. And then like <laughs> there's that archway in France. And it, like, inserts itself into that, so it's like a dick. <laughs> Oddly, the Washington Monument was used as a weapon in more than one movie this month. That's just... I'm just realizing this now. What was the other one? Oh, that's right. Holy shit. That's insane. This one's better. <laughs> no, we'll talk. No, it flies through the air. It destroys... Oh, the actual... The, the use of the weapon, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, it destroys that giant palace in India. I forget what its name is. The Taj Mahal. Taj That's Mahal? Like, yeah. yeah. The giant I, palace in India. <laughs> I don't know that. I know death metal. <laughs> you just heard listening to death metal two weeks ago. It's all that's inside me. I just talk like this now. But the general shows up and is talking to the band Minus Murderface and tells them about Salacia, who's organizing this whole thing. And he's like, he's not immortal. There's something in the water scared him. And uh? Squisgar's knocked out here. He's like, quick, get him his guitar, get him his guitar. And he's playing <laughs> with the tuner on it. And Toki's writing down all the letters he does. Which is smart, because there's no M key, but there is D. So he tunes D-E-A-D-F-A-C-E. And is written on like, dead face? And they realize it means murder face. And he's running because he just basically, granted, not known to him, gave up his band and the last hope for humanity and everything like that. Yeah, Murderface actually, like, feels really bad here. Like, you would think he'd be like, oh, who gives a shit? I fuck you guys. But he's, like, actually, like, really sad about what he did. I also love where Toki is, like, because Squisgar is just doing, like, the guitar fingers without the guitar. It's like, here's, gives him his guitars. It soothes him. Squisgars, what are you playings? <laughs> And then we get the great line from Murderface because he's running. He's got the demon eyes. He's like, get out of my head. They catch up to him. And the general says about the exorcism they can do, but it might kill him. They have to submerge him until the beast leaves, but it does work. And it, oh my, how fucking awesome is it? They're, they submerge him. They're like, it may kill him. And it does like they, he like dies basically. And like the, uh, demon leaves his body they mentioned they you have to give him an exorcism very horror right there look i'm on board i'm doing the episode i was qualifying for people who might be like what the hell at the beginning exorcisms demons gods death metal fuck you people um the I, nathan's giving him his like the cpr thing but what in Every time in these movies, they're giving them CPR and they're doing the like one, two, three, then the breath, one, two, three, breath. And then they just punch his chest and that's what does it. From now on, if something happens to Greg, I'm just going to start punching his chest because that's usually what wakes the person up. Please do not because that is the movies. That is not real. They're like, stop it. They're like, get away from him. You're hurting him more. I'm like, live. This happened to Doomstar. But he realizes his role is to suck, because it makes the rest of the band better. And, like, they'll say this song sucks, and they'll work on it again. He'll complain, and they do better. This is his role the whole time when they were all saying he sucks. Because I'm, like, rewatching the series as well, so I'm in, like, the middle of season three right now. And there's a part, like, one of the episodes where um, 
Toki and Murderface leave the band because they don't think that they're like being given enough credit and whatnot. And the um Nathan, uh Squiscar and Pickles like knock out like 46 songs in like one day and like record them. But then they're like, it's too happy. We're having too good of a time. There's something missing. The suck. And that's murder face. <laughs> yes. But they come up with a plan. They're going to use the universal stereo to play the correct song, which will, is basically... It's ridiculous is what it is. I love it. It's a giant floating stereo in the upper atmosphere that <laughs> still uses jacks and everything and will plug it so the whole world can hear it. It's insane. Yeah, it's the most like they just like line the world with amps. That's their big idea. Um, Edgar John Fru, who was uh, who's the fat guy in the wheelchair, who in the first season, it, it was him and his brother were like the uh proprietors of the website die for death clock they're like death clocks number yeah. one fans and they were stealing the duncan hills coffee jingle or oh no they were stealing fan song yeah it's, it's when fan song it was the fan song episode yeah so they steal fan song to upload it for free and they like kill his brother and then uh edgar has been like in the dungeons of mordor of a uh, fuck what's the um what's their house's name fuck i don't know know. castle clock i don't know i don't know it has an awesome name uh but it's like in the dungeons of the death clock house and for like years at one point he like crawls through like a shit pipe to escape and they finally like oh we're just gonna hire this guy so now he's like one of the top top people which is insane there's this is the video game part because there's five points to plug in and they have to do it manually and they're all going to be in their little jets and go do it and everything. It's very much like a video game level right here. And it has to be the band to do it. It can't be like anyone else where like the, we can keep the band safe. No, it has to be them. And then, of course, yeah. Nathan Explosions thing doesn't work right because he took a hit to his like jet or whatever. So he has to get out on the wing and be like manually like guided into it. And I'll, he puts it between his like legs so it's this like giant dick and he's like i forgive you abigail because you weren't emotionally where i was with it and i will always have music and brutality as he inserts and does like come face yeah he thanks the band apologizes to abigail i'll always have my relationship with music But now we're gonna get the song of salvation SOS on the album. Probably my second favorite of the album. Yeah, they definitely probably put the best two in the movie. Oh, and it is just so epic because it's not like Death Clock is like sometimes they are, but this one's like down and out. It's just like break their subgenre down. They're not straight death metal. They're they're melodic death metal is what Death Clock would be categorized as. Yeah. I also love it where it's just like super like it is just like super hardcore. And the only way you can put it is like it sounds cool. Yeah. I love to they have to where they have the giant floating stage because Death Clock can't just have a stage it has to have big giant floating stage with the big axes like flinging all around it. Did you notice where they put it over? They're like, it has to be in this spot because it's perfect for this. They put it over Norway. Oh, that's cool. Norwegian black metal. But they're, they're playing the song in the sky, and of course it works. But they are shot down, and they land, and they're captured by Celestia, and they're all going to die. Celestia tries to get Nathan to join him for a minute. doesn't work. 
Well, I love it's like I'm offering you a seat at the table, and Nathan's like, um, I'm fine on like furniture and chairs and stuff right now. <laughs> and Celestia's like, they are right. You're as stupid and d- dim-witted as they say. Celestia, played by Mark Hamill. Yes. Dude, Mark Hamill, like, don't get me wrong. And I'm not going to kid anybody. He will always be known as Luke Skywalker, one of the most legendary roles probably that anyone could ever get. But man, his voice acting career is insane. He's such a good voice actor. Well, yeah, he definitely has, like, he found his, like, niche kind of thing of, like, I can't really, like, the only people that are putting me in like actual acting roles now are like kevin smith because they like star wars i'm too recognizable as this one character i'm gonna go into voice acting killed it i love it whenever he shows up in something he did that new uh the chucky remake that was pretty panned but people were like oh the mark hamill voice is good yeah and like Remember how we talk about how Bella Lugosi reinvented how Dracula sounds? The yeah. only reason that we give Dracula this voice isn't anything to do with the book or anything. It's just from Bella Lugosi. Look at like what Mark Hamill did with the Joker. You know what yeah. I mean? When you think of a Joker voice, you think of what Hamill did. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the animated series like transcends just being a childhood like animated show. Like you can still watch it today and it's fun. Like, I yeah. love the one episode where the Joker, like, doesn't someone cut the Joker off and then the Joker pulls him over and is like, I'm going to let you off this time, but you owe me one. And it's like 10 yes. years down the road and he cashes it in. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yes, Lacey and everything. They all get strapped to this giant spinny wheel and for the great reuniting where the, what are they called? The death spirits or the, the special evil versions of Deathlock that will come to reunite with Glacia. The The Deadlights, thank you. And they start spinning around, and Nathan comes to this epiphany and goes, I am a gear in the clock. Like, he does a thing that, like, their minions say all the time and everything as he's spinning around. He's like, oh, that's what that means. I'm just getting that now. Nathan breaks free and he's about to jump as the Deathlights are shooting down reuniting with Celestia and he jumps out. So does the rest of the band. Well, Nathan jumps out and like, cause remember he used to play football. He like throws a shoulder into like this God light that's going on and gets like bounced back. But it like just makes the entire like platform and like the whole like spinny thing just topple and destroy like, and everything just happened at the right split second of like the God thing universe happens because they do the fun thing and they even kind of tease about it of like the doom star isn't just a star it's also a portal to another dimension also it's a super weapon like it's also 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 something else dude you know who you could have told me would have wrote this and i believe if you told me he had a writing credit on it Hmm. Don Coscarelli. Dude, how (laughs) much does, like, portals and gods and the end times and multiple universes? Yeah, like, this feels like a Coscarelli script at points. I see that for sure, and there might be a reason I love it so much. Also, they're playing with dimensions. I love dimensions. This is another dimension you don't want to mess with. They're evil and weird. Um, But I love that there's, like, the one guy, like you said, like, at the beginning of every Metalocalypse show, it'd be like, this is our Death Clock social media expert. Bert, Brian Flockowicz, Brian, and it would cut to him where he's like, it's finally happening! The Doomstar! As he blows up, where like he becomes like, all these like, bumps, and like he just blows up huge like the guy from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. 
where like all of a sudden his teeth go away and he explodes but like he's super happy about it and then this weird giant egg thing with tentacles and a heart inside of it is like is it like pulsating and gooey and everything right now very but, like lovecraft but general and fan song guy blow up the portal but the Celestia oh. cocoon's still there I love so much because um, fan song guy, um, Edgar Jomfrew, he's in a wheelchair, so he can't walk. So he's on the general's back and he's going, mush, mush, damn you. (laughs) 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 And then they do like the hardcore like man thing where like they do that handshake, but it's like hand to forearm, hand to forearm. They're like, it's good work with you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. And then he climbs up and puts the big bomb in, like, the spinny thing to help blow it up. And that, like, crashes it down. He's like, finally, brother, I will be with you. And he does, like, the big, like, grandiose leap off while he's getting shot. Dude, and this is the part. Oftensen shows up leading an army of fans. Like, who is that? It's the fans, dude. And it's just people. It's They're not organized. Like, they have tractors, pickup trucks, <laughs> like, regular, like, sedan cars. Like, everyone has showed up here to help defend Deathlock, though. This is like if me and Greg got the, like, call, like, the world is ending. Deathlock, our favorite band, is like, we're going to do one last run. We need the fans' help. We just heard Song of Salvation. We're like, fuck yeah. And me and Greg both look around our room and be like, what do we got close to us? I have a hockey stick. Okay, I've got a hockey stick, and I'm going to get in my Ford Fiesta and drive over to Greg's. Hopefully, he has a cooler weapon than I do. <laughs> oh, shady. Yeah. The, oh, I have my hatchet. I could grab dude. that. But, dude, it's just an army of fans, and they're, the fight begins. It's awesome. People are getting gunned down, attacking. Charles fights the bearded cult guy. He's about to be killed, but... The cult guy is distracted by a murder face snowball. <laughs> yeah, murder face saves him. And it's like, because then like the giant cult bearded man turns to him and murder face is like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was you. Please don't kill me. And then the whole movie, we've been playing around with this like amulet thing. That's also like a throwing star and the quirk right in his back. Fucking Allstetter fucking got him. I fucking love. He's like. Started out as just such a businessman of like he had like no real character and he was like the straight man man to like death clocks like craziness. Now all of a sudden he's like this like high priest who knows all these like um karate moves. He's like, those are my prophets you're fucking with there, sir. Dude, that made me so happy because one of my favorite moments in the series is the finale of season one where that's my bread and butter you're fucking with. Like, when he fights those people, I'm so happy for the callback. It's so awesome. And the dude gets run over by a tractor thing. Um, And not only does he just get run over by the tractor, you see him get completely mulched. You see his, like, eyeball come apart. And then the tractor does, like, a big, like, circle, and it just sprays blood all over the place, because, cool. Yes. Silesia turns into, like, a single giant form and raises up. But Deathlock, like Power Rangers Morphin Time, all float up together and like just start like energy beam attacking him. We talk about the, the show is called Throbbing with Horror for a reason. Because every once in a while, 
something will happen in the movie that gets you going so much and you're just like i am throbbing with like how excited i am at this moment and that's death clock taking on this like huge god and it's an awesome looking god it's like got a pointy head it's got like weird pointy like arms it looks like so unnatural and then we have our death metal band that we've been watching since high school and this is like finally the big moment of like the metalocalypse is happening this is the final showdown and death like nathan fires at him now, I love, like, the god, like, fires his, like, laser breath, and it, like, wipes out, like, a shit ton of people, so we see the power of it. And he fires it at the band, and they, like, block it like it's nothing. And this god has to be like, oh, fuck. I thought these were just dumbasses. And all the fans, like, lend them their energy and everything. Oh, it does the thing where it's like, are you the fist or the hand? And Nathan does the hand thing. And, like, all the fans get the amazing power, and, like, it's just, like, mega power after this god and they like shoot this big laser beam at him he goes over the water and the giant god is like only a god can kill a god the motherfucking whale god pops out with the big like orchestra orchestra swell happens the whale eats the god there's blood everywhere it's so cool i'm not gonna let you skip how dare you to use one of your lines one of Nathan's best lines that he gets to pull here, where What's he that? says, go into the water, which, yes. eh, which is a great callback as they blast him in, and then the whale god comes up and bites him and drags him into the water and kills him. Live there, die there. Later, the band is standing over, like, just an ocean of fans and talking to them and everything. First show, And then it clicks in Nathan's head, and he realizes they were the army of the Doomstar the whole time. And this is the great reuniting because they broke up earlier. And it's the great thing of he's like, this is the great reuniting. And all the fans are going wild. I love that it's over the PA system. You get the one guy going, it's like, hell of a day. Hi, guys. The big round of applause out there to all the fans to help us out. And it's just <laughs> like Nathan with his arms out, the whole band. It's the big swell. Everyone's come together. It's such a good, feel-good, happy moment to end on. Yeah. We also were left on a cliffhanger because Salacia Skull, remember, he, like, exits Murder Face and is like, I will see you again. Like, I know he's, like, also big god thing that came out of the egg, but I think he could be back. I don't want it to. I, I, I like this ending. I'm happy we finally got it because if they pick it back up, we won't, it'll drop off again. And I'm not waiting till I'm 50 to finish this show. No, oh. we got our ending. Leave it there. I am so, I hope like every 10 years or so, even if you just give us that, just come back with something fun. Whenever Brendan Small has a fun idea, if it's 20 years from now, I will be there yelling at the Walmart, oh, Kurt, uh, Walmart person behind the counter. Be like, how dare you not have Army of the Doomstar 2 out on Ultra Disc? And that's Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar. Fun time. Oh, Our first is... animated movie. Oh, really? That is, I guess so. Very well deserving. Me and you both love this show so much, the series. And I feel like a lot of horror fans are also metal fans that like this kind of stuff. So I feel like it really does fit. 
Yeah, there was actually a documentary a year or two that came out. I think it came out. I at least listened to a podcast with the guy who's making it about like the heavy metal and horror connection. And side tangent, it was funny because it seemed to lean one way. A lot of metal fans, the majority, were into horror. But if you took it like to the horror creators, it was about like half of them were into metal. Like it seemed yeah. more one way than the other. It's so weird, like, when you talk to some of these, like, horror creators and stuff, thinking, like, oh, they must only listen to the most brutal metal or, like, hardcore punk or something. They're like, oh, no, you know, I enjoy Elton John or, like, Weezer. I like Weezer a lot, you know, like. Yeah. Which, I mean, because nobody's the, to go on a slight tangent, I guess, nobody's, like, a caricature in real life. You know what I mean? Right. Everyone has, like, their own separate interests that don't always fall into one category. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm on a huge death metal kick right now. Next week, it could be Devo. I don't know. I follow where the serotonin takes me. Exactly. All right, so let's get into this. Oh, before, I did want to ask you, what's your favorite Deathlock song? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Oh, it probably used to be fan song or like Thunder Horse, of course, is amazing. It's definitely like aortic desecration now. I cannot stop. This song is stuck in my head all day, every day, and I love it so much. Uh, mine is the tried and true Go Into the Water. has always yeah. been my favorite Deathlock song. Dude, That's especially great. when I think about when they played that in the show for the first time. It was the first time they did the spinning fan thing and everything. It was so cool. I, I also, love that song. Also, the Duncan Hills coffee jingle I go back to yeah. a lot. It's just so much fun of like somehow they make like Starbucks brutal. Or, like, Awaken was good. But, yeah, no, mine's yeah. definitely going to the water. Nice. All right. All right, let's do some Count of the Dead. Let's get into Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Throbbing Throbbing Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. If you are new, there are some stipulations I will go over since this was such a huge one. You have to see it or heavily implied. If it's, like, a world ending or something like that, I won't count it or, like, when we see an airplane go down, and I know there's more than one person on that airplane, the most I can count that as one. I don't know if the whole army was actually killed, so I didn't actually tally the army. But believe me, there's a lot. Where do you think we got with Metal Wow, That title's a mouthful. Where do you think we got with Metal Apocalypse Army of the Doomstar? I remember going up to the Walmart counter, like, how can we help you, sir? I was like, I, do you have Metal Metal? Metal Ocalypse. Like, it take took me a second to, like, I never say this word out loud. Yes. Um, it should be over 60,000, but by Greg rules, uh, it's hard to tell. I'm going to say 666, just to stay on point. You know I didn't tally that many. That would be a record. Yes. No. Uh, do you want to take another guess? Oh, God, I don't even know where you would stop at. 50? Okay, well, we got 76 recordable oh, on-screen deaths. Very nice. That's hella, hella counting, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. There was a lot of rewinding and pausing. Not the yeah. most I had to do this month, but still, definitely the second most. Well, that's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So I'm going to. So this entire movie is all about the world's ending. There's a band that must save the world. Okay. What band that's real in our time is going to save the world? Who steps up to 
try to save all of us and unite all of us. I have a question. Sure. Do they have to be alive or like maybe they already did it and we didn't know and it's a dead band? Any any band that was around. Okay. That's any fine. band that's been. Yep. But real. So I don't know why I'm asking questions. I don't like I actually have to come up with <laughs> come up with it or something. I guess Death Clock technically could be put in here, but we're getting the actual just Brendan Small up there. Death Clock. We don't get Nathan yeah. Explosion. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, I don't think uh the real life death clock would fare as well as our animated heroes. No. Um I'm gonna say number one is like oh fuck, I don't know. Who's a like a Toby Keith or okay. a Jason Aldean? Yeah, yeah no, I, Toby Keith is kind of a shit dude. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. No one like no one likes him anymore. He's not brutal enough to like save the universe. He's gonna get wiped out by the god immediately as he's trying to throw red solo cups at him. The dude went to war with the the artist formerly known as the Dixie Chicks because they're like, yeah, we're not really big on the war, and he had them canceled before that was a thing. That dude's what? something. Who's that? USA! USA <laughs> Putin! Okay, so that's a number one. Number ten, and this is just right now where, like, the mindset I'm at. It's Cannibal Corpse. Fucking Corpse Grinder steps up there. I feel like he could take on his brutal voice. They're as close to Death Clock as we have. I mean, that dude's neck is impenetrable, so sure. Well, there's the great Corpse Grinder um, single where this giant scorpion god's coming up to him to try to attack him. He just starts windmilling. He chops that thing to bits. That's all he has to do. Metalocalypse, Army of the Doomstar. We waited so, so long. Over 10 years since we got uh, Doomstar Requiem. And it was a couple years before that that the series ended. Because Adult Swim loves to build up these big series and go, oh, look, are, are you going to get an ending? Is that an ending you see? Nope, you're canceled, fucker. Dude, I remember one time I was watching, I think it was Rick and Morty, because it was kind of in the past five or so years recent. And, you know, they put those little like blurb things in between commercials and stuff, like with the text. Yeah. And it was someone who wrote in, it's like, I will never watch Adult Swim again ever since they canceled Metalocalypse. And they wrote back, yeah, we're fine with that. And I was like, fuck you, fuck guys. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Um, This is a 10. This is a cannibal corpse stepping up there to take on the fucking god and fucking wipes their ass with them. They have right, all your sweaty shirt all over his face that they hang in the tour bus where like, there's this, I don't know why cannibal corpse doesn't do laundry. They just hang up their sweaty clothes in the tour bus and let them dry. Please do laundry. You don't want to be the stinky boy. Dude, you don't realize how common that is. That's so common. Like, we've done that. That's extremely common. At like, least soak at least soak it in the sink or the bathtub or something to get some of the sweat off. No, man, uh, Randy, you know our friend. I remember he was on tour one time when I booked him a local show. And, like, because they had a tour date drop in the middle of their tour. And they pulled in. And he pulled in. And they forgot they had socks hanging out of the back of the van. Like, when I pulled in. No, that's extremely common. Now, I could just see the stink itself would kill the god. But no, Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar is a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. Um, it's been out for just a few weeks as of recording, and this is the sixth time I've watched it. It's just so much fun. Like, it's got me in, into, like, it's changed my lifestyle for, like, the moment. 
I was gonna give you shit, but you know you're right with how much you've watched it and everything. Like I could definitely say I don't think it hit ten for me. I loved the series so much, and this didn't do it a disservice. It didn't. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, that kind of ruined it or anything like that. But it didn't reach the feeling I'd get when watching that series, except for little moments would have that. Like, honestly, Nathan plugging in the amp, giving the big epic speech, felt really Metalocalypse to me and stuff like or that. When Dick Nobler hits the gong and it falls off the thing and he rides it down the steps. Yeah, yeah, some things like that really did. But some other parts felt like, and I was happy to see it too, like, let's roll out the greatest hits real quick for one last hurrah, which I was fine with. Like, I was happy yeah. with it. But, like I said at the beginning, like, the lack of humor, which humor is such a big part of this show, um... And music. They got the gore right, but man, it took us a while to get there. Um, yeah. I still really enjoyed it. I'm going to go seven and a half bands to save the world out of ten. I, okay. I've watched it twice. I really liked it. Oh, I will watch it again, but it's gonna. I'm going to wait a while until I watch it again for sure. I could see me watching this again tomorrow. And that's, I'm glad. Like, Believe me, I'm not talking shit on this movie. I had a great time with it. But just when I'm comparing it to what Metalocalypse to me was and everything, it drops a little bit. Well, and I feel like part of that, too, is just because I rewatched the series so many times because it was off for so long that finally you get like a new thing. So you just tr like watch it as many times as you watch the original series, like almost because yeah. you're like, oh, my God, it's something new. Yeah. No, but this opens us up to like because I even said like a few months ago, I'm like, man, we should maybe get like an animated movie and soon because there's yeah. definitely like animated horror like we could hit. So I'm glad we kind of kicked that door open a little bit to maybe go into a little bit later. The most brutal way possible. Yeah. Well, we hope that you're all enjoying Throbtober. I feel like Throbtober enables us to do episodes like this that aren't just straight 100% brutal, like straightforward horror. It's a little on the like adjacent side. But like we already said, a lot of horror fans love metal. A lot of horror fans love this show. And how brutal it is. And if you've never seen it, please check it out. Because it is insanely brutal and, like, gory. And it's insane what, like, they can do with a cartoon. Yeah, I don't want to hear any complaints, people. If you're saying this isn't horror. It's Throbtober. Do you realize how many episodes we've put out? If you don't like this one, wait till tomorrow. There's probably something tomorrow. Well, unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. Well, we hope that... Metawocalypse Army of the Doomstar has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.